0: On April 15, 2012, 10 miles of Los Angeles streets will be closed to automobile traffic for the 4th Ciclavia, an event that opens up roads to pedestrians and bicyclists. The event is an opportunity for residents to experience compact, walkable communities with active street life. The event is profiled in Planning Los Angeles, a new book from the American Planning Association's Planners Press. I'm Roberta Ruers with Broadcast APA. Joining me today is Aaron Paley, co-founder and president of Community Arts Resources and the producer of the upcoming Ciclavia. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Can you briefly explain exactly what is Ciclavia?
1: Ciclavia is an open streets or a car-free event. Uh, We open up 10 miles of Los Angeles streets and for five hours on a, on this particular sunday we're saying there are no cars on the street and the people can come in non-motorized ways either on bike or on foot or in wheelchair or skateboard and we've created a temporary park for people to re-envision their city and see their city in a whole new way
0: and this upcoming one in april is actually going to be the fourth time You've held this event in Los Angeles. You've held previous ones in 2010 and two in 2011. How did you come up with this idea? What was your inspiration for holding such an event?
1: Well, yeah, it's been about 18 months since we started, and um, it's grown and been a success right from the get-go. And there were the the origins of this event uh, for, for Los Angeles, and I think for pretty much everybody around the world, goes back to Bogota, Colombia. Uh, where a group of citizens in 1974 decided that they wanted to take over the streets uh, and create this temporary park and um, called it Ciclovia, which was a word that they made up in Spanish. And um, that that simple act uh, became a citizens run uh, intervention, temporary urban intervention, which then got taken over by the city of Bogota Parks and Recreation Department and expanded to 80 miles every Sunday. So the phenomenon of creating, of taking over streets t- on a temporary basis, really starts in South America, and it spread throughout the rest of Latin America. So now there are 50, 60 cities in Latin America that are doing this every Sunday, and millions and millions of people are participating every Sunday, and it's having a major impact on on urbanism and urban life in in Latin America. The idea then came into North America so for the last 10 years, uh, lots of cities have been participating in this and, and coming up with their own car-free events, open streets events, Sunday streets. so New York, Portland, San Francisco, um, Cambridge, uh, Atlanta, San Antonio, lots of cities have been looking at this. So it's not a new idea and uh, there are a group of people in LA in 2009 who said, Uh, actually, let me get the chronology right, 2008, who said, why can't we do this in L.A.? You know, just because we're this big car city doesn't mean that we can't do this. So what would it take to do it? And what happened was a a very loose coalition of concerned uh, activists uh, started coalescing around the idea and developed a, a plan of how to do it and then started lobbying citizens uh, groups and neighborhood councils and politicians to try to figure out uh, how to make it happen. And then we went to, we took it to the mayor's office of the city and said, what about this? You know, would you guys be interested in in something like this? And and to much to our surprise, the mayor immediately said, absolutely, we're down. Uh, We're going to do it with you. How soon can you do it? And from that point, it took us 12 months uh, to get the first one up. And now we have a, a great uh, public-private partnership, kind of an, a grassroots, bottom-up, top-down approach, uh, a great marriage where we're working with the city very closely to make each via happen.
0: So obviously, I mean, closing down 10 miles of any major metropolitan street is n- not a small feat. I, citizen-driven, you've got the mayor's buy-in. How do you go about making this event a reality? Obviously, there's a lot of planning you have to do.
1: Uh, yes, that's an understatement. So first, you know, once we, even when we, so we had the idea and we said, we're going to do this here. And the, the big challenge at that point was nobody understood the idea. Really, the, the idea was just a concept that for people in Los Angeles, and especially people like, let's say, the Department of Transportation and the police department and fire, it was not understood. They kept thinking about it as a race or a parade, or a street festival, or a marathon, which it's not. And that, that's something that we, I need to also explain, that it's not, there's no beginning, there's no end. There's no start, there's no finish. It's absolutely free. You can come into any part of the route. You know, it's, it's actually, it's just city streets. And for that day, those city streets are functioning in a different way. So you can just go and go to your local cafe that day and sit. You don't have to do anything, or you can walk, you know, across the 4th Street Bridge uh, connecting downtown Los Angeles with Boyle Heights, and you can have that experience, which is maybe a mile and a half, but it's just absolutely transformative to be able to walk it instead of uh, being in your car and going across it at 40 miles an hour, so that uh, was really complicated because everyone kept saying we would have these meetings. They'd say, okay, so when everybody starts, where are they going to gather? And how are you going to deal with the parking? We said, no, it, it actually doesn't work like that. It's a very different thing. So it was a big leap of faith for a lot of departments. Um, and another major planning issue we dealt with was that, unlike uh, the marathon or triathlons or these normal uh, street closures, we allow cross-traffic at certain intersections. So we are doing that based upon the Bogota model because we don't want to absolutely disrupt life in the city of Los Angeles when we do this. We want, actually, for things to continue as normally as possible so that this isn't seen as an extraordinary once-a-year event, but something that we might be able to do um, maybe not once a week, like like Bogota or, or Mexico City, but maybe once a month. So... This idea of having traffic cross the route was absolutely radical to the Department of Transportation and the police department. They were just could not get their, their, their heads around that. So we spent mm, six, nine months negotiating this. And so we you saying, know, this is how it's done in other cities. And yes, that may be how it's done in other cities, but we have a safety issue here. and And so we finally agreed that we would have eight people in uniform at each of these what we call soft closure intersections. So there are four police officers and four Department of Transportation officers. And to everyone, to their surprise, when we did the first one, it worked remarkably well. The people who were on the Seqla route, when the red light turned red, they stopped and the, tr- and the cars went by. And when the car traffic had to stop for the red light, the cars stopped and the people went by. And it all worked out just fine. And After the whole thing was over, we met with the um, – we had our all-city meeting once more because we are meeting with um, pretty much every city department on a regular basis for several months leading up to every ciclavia. So, you know, everybody's there, trash, fire, bureau sanitation, street works, public works. I mean, we're all sitting around going through how this is going to happen. So we met – we had our our post-mortem after the first one. And literally, the police and the t- Department of Transportation took their hats off to us and they said, we did not think this was a good idea. We thought this was going to be really a-, a disaster. And instead, this is the kind of event that we're going to come back to with our family. This is so great. And that kind of seeing it for the first time and then understanding it, everybody has this giant light bulb going off uh, above their head. You just see it. They're just like, wow. Wow. That was so great, why didn't we think of this earlier?
0: So is planning for this year's event getting easier then since it seems like you're getting a lot more people on board with this and understanding the, the process and the event itself?
1: Yes, it, that is, it's, it is getting easier. Um, we know that we're so far, thus far we've really been, uh, the, we, this is the fourth time, and we basically have uh, the same route we did when we started but we've added some extra areas to it we know that when we go to a new area we're gonna have a whole new set of issues to deal with but at least um, uh, the city of Los Angeles understands what it looks like and how it functions and they, they get it one of the things that we're working on now is taking Ciclavia beyond the boundaries of the city of LA and working with the entire 10 million inhabitants in the county of Los Angeles and what we'd like to do is do different sequa routes all throughout the county. So now we're working with uh, uh, about 14 other cities and introducing this idea to each of their d- police departments and traffic departments and planning departments, as well as the county, as well as Metro and Metrolink. So we're now, it's a lot easier because we can say to them, you know, if you want We'd gladly introduce you to your counterparts in the city of L.A., and they'll explain, you know, how it worked from a police standpoint or how it worked from a traffic standpoint. So it is going much more smoothly, and we have a lot of uh, wind in our sails.
0: That's excellent. And you mentioned in your essay in the Planning Los Angeles book, you refer to Ciclavia as a comprehensive urban intervention. So this is more than just saying, hey, we can use these streets beyond just automobile use. Can you explain a little bit more about some of the other stuff the event kind of highlights and profiles and the benefits for the city and the community?
1: Sure. Um, well, what, what's really great about Ciclavia is the way it functions on all these different levels. Um but, from the public perspective we're really we're we're talking about it as this it's a great, fun, family free, wonderful day. So just come on down and have a great time. That's the message that we get across and we we you know the success of of C-Cla-Via has been based upon that, like oh my God, there's a hundred thousand people who are showing up, and they're all having a great time. But what's happening is much more complicated, and that's the beauty of it because all these other things are happening that are fulfilling all kinds of urban planning dreams uh, in ways that are just occurring unconsciously in many ways to the people who are participating in, in it, but not, not for us as the planners. So clearly there's a health benefit. Uh, so people are getting uh, active and they're doing something and they're riding their bike or they're walking for 5, 10, 20 miles and they're doing it and they're going much further than they would have normally gone and they're doing it because it's just so much fun to do. So they're not getting off their butt because somebody's hitting them over the head and saying, you've got to exercise. They're doing it because it's just so much fun. And because of that, the County Department of Public Health, the California Endowment, which is a major health uh, sponsor, and other hospitals and and health providers are funding this because they see this as a kind of a a gateway for people to get more active. Uh, We are, are finding that, for example, there's a story of this one guy who which is very anecdotal, but very true for others, is he, he discovered that riding three miles on his bike wasn't, really wasn't that far at all, and he only is three miles from work, and now he's biking to work every day. Um, so that's kind of the way that Ciclovía is beginning to have a change in people's actions on, the, on a daily basis. Then there's, the, of course, the environmental aspect, which is reducing our carbon footprint that day. Uh, And people are taking alternative are are taking public transportation or they're carpooling or they're walking there and they're discovering how they can get around the city in all in brand new ways. Uh, We're driving people onto the metro system, the buses and the trains in huge numbers and thousands of people are taking it for the first time. And that's having, we hope, a long term transformative effect on how people use and see the city of L.A. and see the relationship between public transportation and the warp and woof of the city. So then there's also community uh, and business development. So in for these 10 miles, there are we, we deliberately pick routes uh, thus far where we're, we're kind of it's an older part of the city, zero lot lines, uh, something that was designed prior to like the The major advent of the automobile taking over the city so we have a lot of areas that are really great pedestrian areas that are absolutely revitalized on this day and businesses that are fronting the sidewalk uh, are just doing their, their best day of the year they're doing their best day of business this day and we're trying to uh both help the businesses develop their profiles so that people will come back there and they'll discover it. And we're also trying to develop the profile of some neighborhoods that uh, lots of people in the city didn't think that, didn't know about or thought maybe was unsafe to go there. So that is happening at the same time. And finally, it's a major transformation for Los Angeles in, in terms of public space. I mean, we do not have, we're not famous for having enormous amounts of wonderful public squares and parks where people gather you know there isn't a a quote-unquote central park uh, for Los Angeles where everybody goes on that day and they can all see each other but Ciclavia is functioning that way so we're creating this public space where all types of Angelenos rich and poor, east side, west side, north side, south side, of all races of all ages are absolutely comfortable being together in this public space and they're talking to each other and all you can just see all the every single barrier imaginable dropping in this way that people are using it together. And that's absolutely magical. And and finally, the whole the city is just absolutely beautiful on this day. And that's what people remark about. They say, I didn't know how beautiful it was and I never noticed that building and the architecture and, and how this park works and and I didn't realize how intimate the city was and how easily navigable it was. Those are the kinds of comments and reactions we're getting. And that's, for us, uh, for me especially, so exciting and, 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 and thrilling. And it just makes me feel like I just want to keep doing this and spread it all over the city in as many ways as possible.
0: Well, obviously, with all of those vast benefits that are happening throughout the community, how can anyone say, no, we don't want to hold this event? What would you say, as the producer of the event? What is the one thing you enjoy most about it?
1: I'm enjoying just how Angelino, the reactions that we're getting from Angelino. Uh, I I've been producing a large scale major events with my company, Community Arts Resources, for thirty years in, in Los Angeles, and nothing has had the effect that Ciclovia has. Nothing has captured people's imagination so quickly, caught on so wonderfully, and gotten people so excited. I mean, I can pretty much go anywhere in LA and be at any kind of gathering and somebody there has heard of ciclovia and has been on it and has ridden it or walked it and is you know, telling their friends about how great it is. And There's this amazing social media phenomenon going on. People are talking about it on Facebook and Twitter and they're telling their friends and they're having the best day of their year they're, they're saying this is just so great uh, i'm telling everybody i'm having my kid's birthday party at ciclovia or we're doing a pub crawl like we're walking from from bar to bar at ciclovia i mean everybody's using it in their own way and they're just having the best time and i, I really as a, i'm a native angelina i'm from here and this is you know the the best comment was that the very first ciclovia somebody overheard a family talking. And they were like on the all on their bikes and they were at a stoplight. And the the little girl said to the dad, "Dad, when you my mom and dad when you guys were young, did you have like did you have ciclovia when you were young?" And he turned to her and he said, "No, we didn't have ciclovia. And not only didn't we have it, but we didn't we couldn't even imagine it. And that's absolutely true. That was it was unimaginable that." We could take something like the city of L.A., which is so dependent on the car and has, you know, the only thing that we can think of the streets are for is like for the use of, the tr- of traffic and automobiles. And to repurpose the city so fundamentally was absolutely beyond anyone's ken. And to be able to give the city back to Angelinos in this way and to see the smiles on everybody's faces is just the thing that, that makes me so happy.
0: So we've got the event coming up on April 15th. It's a Sunday, and it's from 10 to 3. What are your hopes for the rest of 2012 in terms of Ciclavia?
1: Well, for 2012, we have two more Ciclavias planned. Uh, we're very excited that in September, in, uh, in conjunction with the Pro Walk, Pro Bike Conference, National Conference in Long Beach, we're gonna have our first Ciclavia outside the city of LA, and it's gonna be in Long Beach. It's gonna be called Ciclavia Long Beach. And this is the beginning of our dream to roll out clavier routes throughout the county. So we have been working for the last six months with uh, the San Fernando Valley, with the Claremont-Pomona area, the east side of the county, with the area of Watts, Linwood, Southgate, Huntington Park, which is called Southeast uh, Cities, as well as with Long Beach and San Pedro and Santa Monica and the west side. So we have been working now all over the county, starting to make big plans for how we're going to roll out Ciclovia uh, in 2013. So in 2012, we're basically laying the groundwork, and we're also trying to get major institutional support to embed Ciclovia inside government, inside county and city governments within the, the structure here so that it doesn't ever go away, so that it becomes – Part of the budget and part of the planning, and it's something that everyone is going to be looking forward to and, and integrating it into uh, fully into into the municipalities. And you know, the mayor is um, uh, Viarrigosa. His his term ends in 2013, but we're already seeing the campaign for mayor start up. And what's really great is that the candidates are all. Many of the candidates are talking about how they want to. In, uh, increase the, the frequency of Ciclovía, So it's already becoming a mayoral campaign issue as well. So we're laying the groundwork in 2012 for a major expansion in 2013
0: and 2014. Wow, so you're gonna be very busy. Aaron, was there anything else you wanted to add in that we didn't cover?
1: Um, for, you know, one of the things that we um, were excited to do in conjunction with the APA conference is that we created a, an architecture guide to Ciclovía especially for the conference attendees. So you'll be able to pick up a guide which will give you information about the, the highlights of architecture and design along the 10-mile route uh, and give you a sense of what you can see and what to look for.
0: Well thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Ciclavia will be held April 15, 2012 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Coincidentally, APA will be in town for its National Planning Conference at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Additional information and a link to Ciclavia is available at www.planning.org multimedia podcasts.